Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast. I'm so excited uh, on this special bonus episode where we're just having a candid conversation with amazing leaders, amazing individuals in their own rights. I'm joined in studio on this beautiful episode by my lovely wife, Melody, and I'm joined by the August family. They're so august in nature, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by Aline and Darren. We had Darren on our podcast recently and we joined now by his lovely wife who's doing amazing things, which we'll possibly talk more about also in the episode. So welcome, Melody. Uh, please do greet our podcast episode or podcast audience rather so that they can familiarize themselves with your voice and they'll just go around the table. And then we're just really going to just have a candid conversation, which I believe will add value to us as leaders. Greeting podcast family. I've been here before. I'm Melody and I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joy to have you. Thank you. Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Arlene August and I'm excited to be here. Wow. Hey everyone. My name is Darren August. Um, the voice before this was my beautiful wife. And <laughs> what a privilege to be with you guys again. Thank you. Wow. It's all beautiful though. I, I think um, I was actually talking to them as to how the first time I met them, I was so inspired. I was not married then. Mm. Uh, but I just saw this amazing couple that loved each other, which was so passionate about what they do. And they really left a mark in my in my life and in my heart. And I just want maybe to tee it off as to, especially because we couples, we married as to how do you begin to build a culture, especially as a family, especially coming from different backgrounds, and here you are, we have to build. Um, how, how do you go about building a culture, and where do you start, what do you do, and how does it look like? Should I go? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think when it comes to building a culture, it, um, it starts with deciding what you want your family to look like, what you want your family to represent, and what you want your family to stand for. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, even if I think back to our wedding, um, we planned our whole wedding with what do we want people to experience mm-hmm. at our wedding, you know? Mm-hmm. And at that point, top on the list for us was we wanted people to experience the presence of God wow. more than anything else. Yeah. And I think that's something that we've been able to, we, it's now become the culture yeah in our marriage and in our family. Mm. We always want people to experience the presence of God. And so I was saying earlier on that it's so amazing for us always that people, it's the first thing people yeah. remark on yeah. when they walk into our home. Yeah. Um, wherever we've lived, people have always said, what an amazing atmosphere yeah. in your house. Yeah. I think just to uh, add, especially towards what you spoke of, the atmosphere that you guys have, just personally, it's really a presence of God. It is so, so, so tangible. I think one of the first things we said with my wife when we walked into your space was like, wow. The peace. The peace. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. And to you, culture, how, how, how does it look and how did we go about, or how are we going about rather creating it? Um, I think it's always 
the foundation first thing first like Darren said like God being the main center of everything not us not him revolving around us but us revolving around him mm-hmm. and I think that's we share the same sentiments when he got married it was all about just him and I remember as he's taking it back to their wedding it was the same thing about yeah. us as well yeah. I think the word that was preached at our wedding is the word that everybody always remembers it's something that stuck because God was just a center of everything so how we create who we are and everything that we are about it's just god first and then everything else follows wow yeah to take you back a bit uh, on seven years eight years your wedding day how did it look just share a bit as to your highlights aline and how 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 did you experience it uh, the wedding was beautiful it was really a beautiful day uh, we woke up and it was raining Uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I was worried about that because most of our stuff was outdoors yeah. mm-hmm. but it was a beautiful day I think the, the standout for us was really the presence of God we could feel that God was there with us mm-hmm. and that God really put his um, his stamp of approval on us mm-hmm. we knew that this was it for us this is God ordained um, and it's this is our lifetime love wow and it was a beautiful night <laughs> no, I share the same sentiment. I think I think <laughs> took care of why. Oh man. I remember I remember how I think it was also very cold because we got married in July. So yeah. like winter, winter. winter. Mm-hmm. And we, we had to pray. I think one of the things that tests your prayer is weddings and special days rather where you have to now begin to play and ask God, pray rather, God please let the sun come to play, please mm-hmm. make sure. Yeah. And God was really kind. Yeah, our wedding it was a cold winter. It was supposed to be a cold winter mm-hmm. day, but it was a very sunny, warm day. Mm-hmm. And God was really kind to our prayers and answering them. Um so yeah, it was a beautiful sunny day in winter. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe now um to to leadership, leadership, leading family, leading yourself, leading business, especially because you guys are doing amazing uh jobs mm-hmm. and amazing work individually. Affects everyone around the table. I feel like a nurse on a doctor's uh, conference of sorts <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because of the great things that you guys are doing. How do you strike the balance between personal passion projects and the work that you do, and being a wife, being a mother mm-hmm. uh, to an amazing son, Ezra? And yeah, how do you guys go about leadership now personally and trying to merge everything, especially as people of faith? I think it's very difficult to find a balance. um but you have to prioritize yeah. and you have to figure that this is what is most important in this moment mm-hmm. and to know that you know whatever's on top of the list is what needs your attention at that moment if your family needs your attention at that moment then you give them that attention so with Darren and I like this year especially we had to sit down and say okay weekends and evenings we have to be a lot more conscious to spend mm-hmm. more time with Ezra because um it's easy for us to work all the time yeah. because mm-hmm. especially with phones like it's easy to have access to your emails easy to just work all the time mm-hmm. but we could see that it was taking a toll on him and also on me because i need time with Darren as well so we just had to prioritize mm-hmm. i think it also comes to comes down to communication mm-hmm. you know and i think that we've learned how to communicate when you are not happy about something okay. and when you you have to communicate what it is that you need okay. you know so alin has no reservations about telling me listen 
like you've been working every single day this week mm-hmm. like I need some time mm-hmm. you know I just I'm just thinking about she's recently started mentoring somebody uh-huh. <laughs> it's like um, but I, yeah it's a different story <laughs> now that you can buy <laughs> last time I came home at 7 o'clock and he was like you can't do this every week <laughs> but it's like he does it all the time yeah. I think maybe because I'm used to it yeah. but I'm just like I can't for me because I've I promised to give so much of myself to this person. Yeah. I can't say, we've only got an hour and that's it and then I need to go. Yeah. You know, it's once a week and yeah. he just needs to get used yeah. to it. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing because she was so graceful about it. Like, um, you know, I thought about it like towards the end of the evening because when she walked in, I said to her, this is not working. And I mean, she's only been doing it for three months. I said to her, this is not working. Your first ministry is to this family. And this wow. And it was like an opportunity for her to point the finger and yeah. say, yeah, now the, shoe, the foot is on the other shoe. But she didn't do that. She literally ignored every one of those comments I made because she could see that I was just frustrated yeah. because I missed her yesterday and I felt like I needed her around. Mm. But she gave me the space. She <laughs> laughed at me. She, you know, she made a couple of jokes and after that was fine. Yeah. And afterwards I thought about it, I thought to myself, actually, you can't be expecting that right yeah. now because you the same. Yeah, and I think also, like, I know Darren well enough to know, like, oh, he'll be okay, you okay. know? I think also he missed me because I was gone longer than I usually am. Okay. So I went and bought groceries and then met the school. So I was gone for a few hours. Oh, okay. So I think that was also why I felt like it was so, so long, long, you know? Okay. So I was just like, literally, as I walk in, he's like, you need to stop as I'm unpacking groceries. <laughs> <laughs> Your first ministry is to the house as I'm unpacking groceries. But I'm busy with the ministry as I speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I think also knowing each other well enough to know like this is not a serious thing right now yeah. let him have his say mm. um, and picking your battles one of the things I've learned is like what is worth fighting for yeah. you know is it worth fighting about this right now it's just gonna it's gonna make us argue and it's gonna steal the little bit of time I have with Ezra before he goes to sleep okay. the time that I have with him before we go to sleep and I was just like it's not worth it wow, wow. Um, I'm not sure if you want to add something. I'm actually I'm gonna turn the tables now because I think we're younger in terms of also marriage. So I mm. think we're gonna begin to clean from them and allow our podcast family to to also clean from them, especially within communication. Mm. So um, how how do you now begin to communicate your emotions, especially as um, and I'm trying to really cut cover couples and also just for singles and podcast mm. people who are here, especially because sometimes it's hard. When you come from a space where you don't know how to communicate your emotions, you don't even know these are my emotions, it's just grumpy and you don't even know. How does one start and how do you grow, which is something I know I had to grow into and I'm still learning, uh, being able to communicate even your emotions. I think for me, like Darren is very much like that where something will be bothering him and mm. he doesn't even know what it is. Yeah. And if he doesn't know, <laughs> then I don't know. Yeah. So how can I know if you don't know mm. when you are you? So like I'll often say to him like sit down and tell him how I feel and then say to him go back and think about why you feel the way that you do Mm -hmm. and what could be causing this feeling that you have and then come back and tell me so that I can understand because if I don't understand I can't sympathize and empathize Mm -hmm. with you and I won't be able to tolerate you and then I'm going to be angry with you (laughs) so that for me me is one of the things I've done it took me a while to learn to like Mm -hmm. give him the time and the grace to go back and figure that out because at the beginning of our marriage I used to very much be like tell me now yeah. like don't yeah. you know if I'm upset I know why I'm upset <laughs> if something's bothering me I know what's bothering yeah. me yeah. 
you know, but he's different. He's not someone that will speak in the moment um, and often needs time to like go back and think about what is really happening him because he's very layered. Okay. So um, that's the difference between us. And eventually, I'm just like, oh, whatever. He'll he'll come he'll back come when he's ready. <laughs> you know, and I know that I know that he'll come back, and I know that he's not leaving. Okay. So I think that's also the thing. Was like, we've got time. It will be fine. Wow. He'll speak when he's ready. Wow. So that, like giving each other that grace. Grace is a big thing and a big theme mm-hmm. in our marriage. Is giving each other the grace to do what we need to do, get through what we need to get through, and just get through the season. Wow. I feel like because you're the podcast host, you are avoiding all of the details. <laughs> <laughs> you get to ask all the questions. You get to run away. We don't actually need to pick your brain. So, so maybe you can elaborate this one a little bit. How do you communicate your emotions and what it is that you're feeling, especially yeah. as the leader? Yeah. You know, so as the leader, um, you're going through a couple of things yourself. You're dealing with your own yeah. things. Plus, you need to lead this family yeah. and plus you I mean you need to lead a ministry as well yeah. so how do you yeah. balance that and that's what you get for hosting uh, uh, a host uh, on yeah. your <laughs> <laughs> the table's just turned yeah. uh, that's an amazing question and thank you for asking it uh, I was actually trying to touch it and throw it but I think it's something that and I'll borrow a lot from what Helene said um, as to communicating your emotions so I think one of the things we do practically which we learned from our spiritual parents as well is to have time for ourselves once a week on Mondays. Literally, it's our day uh, after church and stuff where we do breakfast together. And within that hour, usually two hours, so within the two hours, we've got an hour of communication. Mm. Where we literally how checking in, how are you doing, what's going on, what are you experiencing, how am I doing <laughs> with no filter. Uh, how am I really doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a safe hour, so you can just go for it within that hour. And whatever we do within this hour, after the next hour, it's gone. We're just working on becoming better. We're not going to sulk. We're not going to hold it in. We're not going to use it against each other. Mm-hmm. So how am I doing? Uh, as a husband, how am I doing? As a provider, how am I doing? As a leader, how am I doing? Hey, I think when you do one, two, three, four, there's quite a few pet peeves that she's always... And small things, which might be an oversight for me. You're not closing the door. You're not uh, <laughs> doing one, two, three, four. Uh, and those things, I think they help me want to be better so i think my community our communication is always what can i do to be better what can i do to serve you i think that's how we approach it in our relationship that i'm here to serve you we just want to out serve each other uh, i just want to really out serve you if you think you're serving me on 10 or not serve you at a 13 mm-hmm. or a 20 so we facilitate it in a structured manner so that you know that you do have room for it mm-hmm. so that it doesn't get bottled up so sometimes i usually use my notepad a lot where i just write down what i'm thinking what i'm feeling because sometimes we've got this hunch of let me just go for it we're like no it's not the time it's just gonna ruin the mood uh, so let me just write it down and then when we do have time and you even perceive it differently i actually realized that something that was like big yeah but after a few days like really yeah it's actually not that big i think maybe to add on what babe just said what works for us i think it's one lesson i learned i can't remember where i took it from but it's not my original idea or concept that i shared with him that marriage is more of a mirror than it is a window so you don't see like it's not a matter of you seeing through your partner and seeing that this is you mm-hmm. but you use them as a reflection of who you are like Aline said earlier like when you're angry sometimes I might think I'm angry at him but maybe I'm angry because of me or the way that I thought I was gonna do something and it didn't happen that way and then I project that to him mm-hmm. so seeing him as a mirror helps me not see that 
you did this. It was you who was supposed yeah. to do this. You said this like this. Because sometimes we say things in our head and we expect the same person to ex- communicate <laughs> that exactly the yeah. way. And I think that's where the grace comes in to say, let me give him grace as much as I would want him to give me grace. Because we're different. Women, we speak a lot. We communicate our feelings clearly. I don't know. It's like we have this disc inside of us that knows how to communicate this. And when you guys don't do that, you frustrate us. <laughs> but then when I look at you as a mirror to say, okay, maybe I'm just being a bit too forward let me come back so it helps us a lot to adopt we adopted that concept and it works for us to say babe i'm not a window but i'm a mirror so let's work this out in that format so that really has been helping us for over a year now yeah yeah Yeah. i think maybe i'm enjoying this so much and i can really go on and go on i'm gonna just give you a chance and possibly go around the table what would you say to your younger self uh at least younger self before marriage and younger self, early stages of marriage, what advice would you give to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you should see the faces on the table right now. <laughs> I, think, I think one thing I would say to my younger self is start sooner. Okay. Start okay. sooner with a, a whole lot of things. I would just want to start sooner. I think um, I've lost a lot of time being crippled by fear. Hmm. You know, fear to and yeah, so I, I always took action later. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, would, yeah, I would much rather want to start sooner with a whole lot of things. Wow. Marriage? Your younger marriage self? Mm. Seven, eight years back. Mm. Knowing what you know now. Let <laughs> me mm. think. We can have dead air on this podcast. I would say to myself, my younger self, that uh, you're doing better than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say to my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what I would say to myself. Um, and in my marriage, I would say, don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. And go on that holiday. Yes. <laughs> go, on, yeah. go on an international holiday. Buy property soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Don't wow. wait for tomorrow. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a good point because I'm thinking about some things that we had planned. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we'll do it next year, we'll do it next year. And then when we were able to do it, we were locked down and now, like, yeah. now we have to wait for now we have to another wait for couple of years before we're able to leave the country together. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Um, to my younger self before marriage, I would definitely tell myself that it gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, life does get better considering how I grew up and everything and then maybe to my younger married self I'll tell that girl to be patient (laughs) 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 I'll tell her little girl be patient (laughs) especially because you know you think that all your plans are going to go according to the way that you've journaled and pinned them down so I'd say girl come down Like be patient with yourself, with your partner, because one thing that they don't tell us when you get married, literally no matter how in love you are, you're marrying a stranger. You don't know a person until you live with them. So I'd say girl, be patient. Wow. I'm going to borrow something from what you said to our next question. Okay. What did you say first? Uh, I'm just trying to throw it out there so that I don't don't forget. Please remind me. Especially the process of becoming one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The process of becoming one. Um, Yo. 
What would I say to my younger self? You guys said so, so much. I think I would borrow as well from what uh, Darren said. Start early. And by start early, start early believing in yourself. I think mm. some, just, just believe in yourself. I think I'd say just believe you, you can do this. You got this. I think sometimes you, yeah, I don't believe in yourself so personally now looking at myself in the mirror. I don't think I believed in myself as mm. much as I should have. And I still try to now begin to build that confidence that you're actually doing well. Because sometimes you're like, no, I'm just doing this thing. Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to work. But just believe in yourself. I think I'll start early believing in myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's something I'll definitely do. And then to marriage. Um, yeah, I'll Take ownership. This is now to a male, to me. Just own it. Uh, you are the leader. Everything rises and falls. Just own it. There's really, I think one of the things I learned and I keep learning as well is how, especially as a man, you need to lead. You need to own it. Uh, you need to, and part of what I mean by own it, what um, if something happens uh, or doesn't happen? What is it about my leadership that caused it not to happen? Because that gives you ownership rather than just adjudicating responsibility mm. as to okay, what can I do? Because uh, it's something that makes you like okay, I can actually do this if I need to learn more, I need to work more, I need to ask more, I need to. So just own it. I think that's what I would say uh, to my younger self within marriage. I think it's important for a man to lead because women can be so strong yeah. and if you you are not with a man that's willing to take the lead, you will automatically lead mm-hmm. because you need someone to lead mm-hmm. and then a, a distortion happens in the marriage when wow. that happens and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of men find themselves years down the line like, oh, why is this woman so controlling? Why does she want to do everything? Mm-hmm. It, it might be that at one point you didn't lead Hmm. and she had to do it because there has to be a leader in the home especially when there's children wow men uh the podcast uh, name is take your lead so as you heard Eileen, take your lead (laughs) because if you don't and and that's so true because i think the absence of leadership someone will lead and if you don't own it it's automatically gonna be uh and i think here's something we could possibly throw onto the wives is as a wife you have the right to demand leadership. Mm. Yeah. You have the right to demand yeah. leadership from your mm-hmm. husband. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking to a time where we were we were really, really badly um, and Arlene was the only one working at the time. Mm. And it was, it was a lot of pressure mm. on her. And she sat me down and she said, I didn't get married to be the husband, mm. you know? Mm. And as much as it was, I could have taken it as, okay, she's pointing a finger at me or she's trying to put me down, but it wasn't. It was actually her just demanding mm. Leadership. Otherwise, we would find ourselves in the situation she's just described yeah. down the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, as a woman, you have the right to demand that leadership mm-hmm. from your husband. Mm-hmm. I love what you're saying. Back to what you were saying, babe, as well, as to how marriage is a mirror and not a window. Mm-hmm. Because I think as a man, if you do not see yourself the way you ought to see yourself, you'll feel threatened, for example. Mm-hmm. You will ask yourself, that's why it comes back to ownership. What is it about my leadership yeah. uh, that's causing me not to lead? Because we deal with a lot of Emotional, like no, this lady is not a leader, and it's you become defensive automatically, and all of a sudden it feels like it's coming against you, and it's actually meant to. It's us. It's not yes. me against you, but it's us against, against the world. The world. Yes. So taking yeah. ownership. Yeah. Process of becoming one. Uh, before the process, or oh, is that your what you would say to your younger? Uh, no, self you, you said you have a thought you. that you were holding. Oh no, but there was he was meant to come back to. Uh, I did come back to it. He did. Yes, I said. Kind of. Or to the wives. Thank you so much for it. Process of becoming one. Process of becoming one. 
That's what I love about candid conversations. Process of candid. <laughs> candid like that. There's really no editing and that's gonna be happening here. You're getting it as raw and as genuine and as vulnerable as it gets. Mm. Uh, the process of becoming one. I think that's one of the to me, the hardest parts of marriage where the two becomes one. Mm. Where you take this particular individual, I've got this child uh, with me. Unfortunately, you won't see them. But so let's say you've got uh, Coke, which I don't drink, and um, Fanta Orange, and you've got two different colors. So you've got orange and black, and two needs to become one. So when you pour them into one jar, it's one, but it's a different color, and it's also a different taste. Mm-hmm. And the one needs to lose its identity, yeah. the other needs to lose its identity for it to embrace its new identity. Mm-hmm. And it's really not a beautiful, easy, or seamless process. And maybe to talk to that, how did we experience that, and how best can one position themselves Towards, because again, we're speaking maybe towards marriage, but it's also true towards organization where you enter into partnership with someone and you have to put aside your identity in terms of what you've been building to embrace this new venture, which is a joint venture. Hmm. Okay, I'd, I'd say because I thought just came in, I might lose it, but I'd say there's this thing that I always used to say to say the fact that to live longer. You must die early. Mm. And I think that was con- first the thoughts came from my relationship with Christ, you know, mm. dying to self. Mm. Then you have a longer life to yeah. live when you're dead to you mm. because then it's no longer you who lives. And I think it's the same thing with marriage and dying to yourself so that you can now embrace this new thing that is going to be birthed out of that. And it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it is so difficult, especially when, okay, myself, I have a very strong personality. Mm-hmm. I know what I want. I know when I want mm-hmm. it. And my husband, he's he's a, he's a leader. He's a very powerful leader. And his personality is also strong. So having two personalities merging together and with me having to grow up very independent. My, mm-hmm. I, my, my, I didn't grow up with my dad. My mom passed away when I was very young. So basically... I grew up being my own person. I would set my own rules, which by God's grace, thank God, they were according to him because I got saved early and I grew up fortunately in the way of Christ. So it wasn't like a bizarre situation. But having to be independent, make my own decision, get what I want, when I want it, and, you know, that contributed a lot to me trying to die to myself to say, now you don't make all the decisions. Mm. Now you don't call all the shots mm. because when you're calling shots from the age of 12 to varsity or until mm. after varsity, when you get, it's a huge adjustment to now have someone to say, we have to talk about money. <laughs> we have to talk about, mm. like we have to make the big decisions together. You can't just say, I'm going to wake up today, I'm going to go study in America. <laughs> you are married, <laughs> you know. So for me, I would say the process of us becoming one required a lot of dying to myself, my personal experience, because I was very independent. I knew what I wanted when I wanted it. And when we have to talk about it, it frustrates me because it must happen now. And I can't, I'm not considering how does he think about it? How does he feel about it? So becoming one means dying so that a beautiful thing can be birthed out of that process. It's really good. Mm. I think for me, when I think about just our journey to becoming one, um, it was probably harder for me mm-hmm. because Ali was ready to leave, to leave right away mm-hmm. and I had to be the one to cut off, mm-hmm. you know, especially just things that I was familiar with, you know, friends that I was familiar with. And so I had to get to the point where 
she had to become especially my best friend wow. you know and so literally there was there was a whole season where i had to distance myself mm-hmm. from even my best friend mm-hmm. and to the point where now there's absolutely no one that i want to spend more time mm-hmm. with, that I want to be yeah. with so i had to realize that if we are going to become one i'm going to have to pay the price wow. that is necessary mm-hmm. in order to do that you know mm-hmm. and even at the cost of relationships that you value mm-hmm. you know and I mean, God is great that I'm still able to maintain all of those yeah. relationships and those relationships are still flourishing relationships. Mm-hmm. But because I was prepared to sacrifice them for wow. a season, I was able to focus on what was important, which is making sure that over here, mm-hmm. this team is wow. strong. Wow. Yeah, yeah so I, I didn't struggle with the, the oneness. I didn't feel like it was difficult for me. Because uh, like Darren was saying, I felt like I was ready for it. Um, but coming from being independent as well, I mean, I lived alone for, from the time I was 17, 18, basically. And it was difficult to, to like, share money. I don't hide things from Darren. Like if I buy something, I'd be like, oh, see, I bought this, look at how this looks kind of thing. Um, so that was only the only the only thing that was a bit difficult for mm. me, and also seeing how he struggled a bit with it, mm. um, in terms of letting go of you know certain relationships. That was a, for me, I had an issue with it because I, I was like, but it's not hard for me. Yeah. yeah. So why is it an issue for, for you? you? Yeah. Uh, but I didn't struggle with it. I felt like I was ready for it, and I always felt like we were one. Mm. Oh, wow. I felt like our, our lives meshed easily. And beautifully. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful. For you. Now to you before you ask another question. <laughs> I think I started though, but nonetheless, um, sure. Process of becoming one. I'm actually just drawn so much. I think uh, what Darren said as well, um, being able to let go of certain relationships for a season to be able to allow them to flourish later. Um, I think being able to, this is my best friend and this is the person I really want to get my best energy, my guest. And I think that makes it, that's why it's a bit hard when they're gone for a longer period of time because you miss them so much because your life literally revolves around them. Like I haven't spoken to baby in a while. Literally it's hard to be apart for a day without calling. And so I think to me, it's really setting aside certain relationships, certain mindsets to tell myself, okay, we're actually doing this and this is the way it's gonna go and this is it i think when to me the process of becoming one as well is it's it's it it's literally my lifelong journey so i'm gonna give it my all yeah really and it's definitely a process it's not something that happens overnight. Oh i think a lot of people have that um that false perception yeah. of like it, it happens even by magic without yeah. any effort it takes yeah, a lot it takes effort, effort. Mm-hmm. and i think it's, it's a pursuit it's a constant pursuit mm-hmm. of of becoming one and staying one yeah and i think that in like darren said making each other your best friend is a there's a safety in that yeah. if you are more drawn to someone else that's dangerous that's a red flag especially mm-hmm. if, it, if it might be someone of the opposite sex yeah. someone yeah. that you're attracted to that's, that's a red flag that's a danger zone mm-hmm. so if you are each other's everything mm-hmm. It's, there's no way that it can't last yeah. and it won't be lifelong. Yeah. I love what you guys are saying, especially as to how it's actually a process. It's not mm. after they say, I pronounce you husband and wife, then you are one. No, yeah. It's actually a journey. We actually, yes. it's a journey of becoming. Yeah. Yes. Because I think even now we're becoming, which is just a whole beautiful journey. 
So thank you so much. I think your parting thoughts. I really enjoyed this episode so much, and I'm enjoying the energy around the table. I'm just gonna go around the room just to get your parting thoughts as we bring in our plane for landing. You can start that. <laughs> um, before they start, um, I'm gonna put the links in the bio in terms of their personal pages. They're doing amazing things. We're actually uh, looking at. Um, uh, it's not a planner. It's a. Mm-hmm. I, it's a journal. Yeah, it's, a journal. it's a very arty journal. Very beautiful journal. It's really. I think well, and, and about buying a face. It's really one of the most beautiful, gorgeous. Mm-hmm diaries that I've seen and really it's so beautiful quality amazing uh, unfortunately it's not available for the year 2021 but 2022 and there's a lot of things in the pipeline so following them on their socials will enable you to ensure that you get the latest of what they do uh, thank you so much uh, I think in terms of marriage I would caution people not to jump into it quickly mm. because it's hard it's difficult um, and it's not something that will last if you, if it's based on a, a shallow foundation and doesn't have a strong foundation. So marriage can be beautiful. And I, I, I read somewhere a long time ago that the authors said that marriage can be like heaven on earth if it's done right. Wow. Um, and I mean, we've really experienced that. Yeah. So I would caution you to go into it with your eyes wide open, yeah. um, go into it wisely. And when you do it right and you do it God's way, you can only experience His grace and His blessings. Wow. No, I think I think my parting shot would just be to anyone listening that is in marriage yeah. to value it. Yeah. Value it yeah. like with your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And fight for it. Yeah. Mm. Fight for it, fight for it, fight for it. And don't even allow a crack, you know, yes. you know, don't even allow yeah, we always the say devil a little crack to come in. Yeah. Yeah, so the devil see that crack forming, yeah. close it quickly. Yeah. The devil doesn't quickly. need a, need an open door. Yeah, it, it just, just needs a crack, a crack, small crack in the wall to get into, into mm. your heart, into your marriage. Mm. Yeah. You so have to protect it. That crack can be offense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's worth it. It's worth it, worth it, worth it to fight for your marriage. Mm. And it's the best thing ever to do. Wow. Wow. Mm. wow. It's amazing. Sure. What does one say? I'm really struggling to put my clothes together. <laughs> I'm like, you. what am I going to say? Um, but I'd say that marriage is beautiful and it's a blessing and it must be treated as such. Yeah. Um, because sometimes we ask God for blessings and when we have them, we, we can become that, ch- okay, we are his children, God's children. So sometimes when you get a new toy, you forget about the old one. Yeah. Like, so don't get too familiar yeah. in your marriage yeah. and treat what is extraordinary, yeah. ordinary. Wow. I think it's basically what they said. Yeah. I'm just using different yeah. words. Yeah. Um, but treat it as such. It's precious. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nurture it. And it's like a garden. Um, if you don't water the garden, if you don't cultivate it, you can't really harvest beautiful things mm. out of it. Mm. So put in the work, work on it. It's hard work, but it's beautiful hard work, mm. depending on how you look at it. Mm. So cultivate your marriage yeah. and make sure that you make it what you want it to be because we are responsible to make our yes. marriages beautiful. Yeah. yeah, so beautiful. I think they've really said a lot and a lot of what is actually so true and I've keen so much. I think to summarize it as well from what they say, have a picture of the marriage that you want. Because I think oftentimes when you're not exposed to a picture, you think it's not possible. 
So, um, and that's through mentorship and through finding people who are actually doing it right or people you aspire to become. And just surround yourself and learn. And there are books that can really help a lot. And association is very key as well within marriage because it will either it will inform the quality and the direction of your marriage. So check your relationships and the associations individually as well as corporately uh, as a couple. So thank you so much, uh, Aline. Uh, you guys have been amazing. So amazing. Uh, so, thank so, you so amazing. Um, it's such a great joy to be able to have such an august session. Uh, episode. With the august family. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really been so, so, so amazing. And I know it's going to add so much value to our podcast Definitely. family. So thank you so much, babe, as well, for being on the podcast episode. So till we meet again, uh, do you remember to please help me remind our podcast family to take their lead till we meet again. Okay, let me just whisper to them so that they get it right. Take your lead. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so till we meet again on the next episode, continue to take, take your lead. lead. <laughs>